Welcome to the Sports Business Radio Podcast. I'm your host, Brian Berger. You can find the Sports Business Radio Podcast 15 years, over 600 episodes featuring conversations with the biggest names in sports like David Stern, Pete Carroll, Chris Abbott, Jeannie Buss, Michael Vick, Andre Iguodala, Mark Cuban, Tom Rinaldi, Charles Barkley, Jack Nicholas, Lindsey Vaughn, Eric Spolster, Aaron Rodgers, and Steve Nash on iTunes or at sportsbusinessradio.com. Subscribe, rate, and review the Sports Business Radio podcast on iTunes, and everyone who posts a review on iTunes will be eligible to be selected to join us in our studio audience at one of our Sports Business Radio roadshows presented by Boingo. And we're also on Spotify now, so you can find us there. Follow us in between podcasts on Twitter at SB Radio. We've been named a top 50 followed by Forbes.com for three consecutive years. And on Instagram at Sports Business Radio. Well, thanks for joining us on this edition of Sports Business Radio. I'm joined in studio, as always, by our executive producer, Brian Griggs. Griggs, so much going on with NBA free agency, U.S. Women's World Cup. We have a lot to cover today. But yeah. uh, Griggs, we've been calling it for two months now. KD and Kyrie to Brooklyn, it happened. It happened. And man, the free agency buzz is nothing but, uh, you know, exciting and stellar. It always is. But this year, it seems like it's even another ramp up. I love it. Well, and as we record this, we still don't know where Kawhi Leonard yeah. is going. It sounds like it could be the Lakers. Yeah. And I would be very happy for our friend Jeannie Buss. But uh, he's also meeting with the Clippers. He supposedly is going to give Toronto the last meeting. Kawhi's taking his time. Boardman is just, is. you know, taking his time, and everyone else has already made their decisions for the most part. But, uh, you know, Kawhi's taking the meetings, and uh, he's not in a hurry. It fits with Kawhi's personality, yeah, doesn't it? I mean, it you could totally see he's not going to just jump in two <laughs> seconds. It's going to be a process, and we'll meet with a couple teams, so it's totally him. Yeah, he does things at his own pace. Uh, also, I went to the Bloomberg Players Tech Summit in San Francisco. We'll talk about that in a moment. We have some audio coming up on the show today from Andre Iguodala, before he was traded, Jalen Brown from the Boston Celtics, and Victor Oladipo of the Indiana Pacers, who I had never met before and really like. What a nice guy and what a sharp dude. So uh, really great event, Bloomberg Players Tech Summit. We'll talk about that in a minute. Let's dive into the NBA free agency. So... Uh, a backstory here. A lot of people were probably wondering, like, why is Berger in May saying KD and Kyrie to Brooklyn? Because everyone was saying New York Knicks. And uh, I'd be lying if I said right now, I- I've won some steak dinners based on. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> There are a few people who owe me steak dinners, some prominent people who owe me steak dinners because they're like, no way. Those guys are going to the Knicks or they're going somewhere else or they're not going to play together. And I'm like, nope. KD and Kyrie to Brooklyn, take it to the bank. And it's exactly what happened. Someone tipped me off in early May, someone very close to both of those players. Uh, they were meeting during the playoffs. So Kevin Durant's still playing for the Warriors, and he is in San Francisco meeting with Kyrie Irving during the playoffs, talking about where they're going next. So for anyone who was like, oh, KD decided this at the last second, no. This was being discussed in uh, early May. And then they met again in New York after Kevin Durant's surgery. Because remember, he went cross-country to have a surgery in New York on his Achilles. So they were meeting regularly. And then the other person they pulled into the conversation was DeAndre Jordan, who is friends with both of them. And everyone's like, I can't believe that the Nets are playing, paying DeAndre Jordan, you know, four years, $40 million. He's washed up, da-da-da. Look, this is like the price of doing business. If you want KD... 
you had to sign DeAndre Jordan too. This is like the package deal because Kyrie and KD were like, we want to play with our friend DeAndre. This is what we need, Griggs. We need to become friends with someone <laughs> yeah. who will be like, hey, bring Berger and Griggs along. <laughs> pay them $10 million a year because I want them as part of my crew. Exactly. We got we to gotta pick some better friends, I guess, right? We do. <laughs> I mean, I don't, I don't know who that is, but if someone can let me ride their coattails yeah. for $10 million a sure. year, which is exactly what DeAndre Jordan is oh, doing man. here. That's why he's doing it. It has nothing to do with his skill level. And at the end of the day, KD and Kyrie, they just wanted to play together. They're friends. They've dreamt about playing together. Um, you know, the Knicks lost out. I feel bad for Coach Fizz and Scott Perry, but they quickly pivoted and signed a bunch of other guys that aren't marquee, but they're going with the youth movement. James Dolan, again, I really think until the Knicks are sold by James Dolan, most free agents aren't going to take them seriously. Because they just don't like Jim Dolan and what he's done and what he stands for. So that's going to be a roadblock for them going forward. Uh, again, waiting to see where Kawhi signs. If Kawhi signs with the Lakers, they're obviously the favorite. KD can't play next year. But Griggs, some of the money that was handed out, it, it's mind-boggling. As we record this right now, almost $3 billion mm. dollars worth of contracts have been handed out in the last... You know, two or three days. So Kevin Durant, four years, $164 million. And again, as we've said, keep in mind, the first year of that contract, he's going to make $38 million for rehabbing his Achilles. Not bad. So, you know, again, <laughs> sign me up for even a fraction of that amount. Sure. Uh, Kyrie Irving, four years, $142 million with the Nets. Kemba Walker goes to the Boston Celtics in a sign-in trade. Actually, not a sign-in trade, just a, a trade. Four years, $141 million. This one was interesting and a little surprising. We had Jimmy Butler peg for the five-year max returning to Philadelphia. They decided they wanted Al Horford, which I think is a brilliant signing, Mm -hmm. because he is a good locker room guy. He is insurance if Joel Embiid goes down, and he makes them really tough defensively. He's just one of those glue guys that is much more valuable than what shows up in the box score, and I think Philly really needed one of those guys. Plus... Philly has now taken him from a rival, the Boston Celtics. So you've weakened your rival, and you've added a big piece to your team. I think Philly is the favorite in the East uh, starting next year. But Jimmy Butler goes to the Miami Heat. The Miami Heat were looking for a star. They needed someone to replace Dwayne Wade and kind of be the face of that franchise. Jimmy Butler is going to be that guy. Complicated four-team trade. I'm not even going to try and explain it, but uh, he winds up there. D'Angelo Russell... Also part of a trade. Uh, so the Warriors lose Kevin Durant. They didn't want to lose him for nothing. That's like your worst nightmare. You lose your best player and you lose him for nothing. So they get D'Angelo Russell from the Nets, also part of a trade. And then they sign him to a four-year, $117 million contract. Most people think that he'll be insurance for Clay Thompson, and then he may get moved at the February deadline when Clay comes back. They don't see him part of that team long term. Hmm. But, you know, it's good. It's a tryout. It's a demo. You can see how he does with your team. And then if you need to move him uh, at the deadline, you can move him. I'm sure people will be happy to have D'Angelo Russell on their team if the Warriors don't want him. Clay Thompson, splash brother, uh, five years, $190 million. If you have not seen Clay Thompson's post on Instagram about re-signing with the Warriors, it may be one of the greatest athlete posts I've ever seen. Have you seen it, Griggs? 
Yeah, it's awesome. Clay's great. I, I just, I love it. Perfect. It was perfect. <laughs> it's the scene from Wolf of Wall Street yeah. where Leonardo <laughs> DiCaprio is like, I'm not leaving. I'm not leaving. <laughs> and then, he, you know, he they get hyped up. Perfect. And, I mean, it is awesome. It is so good. And it is perfect for Clay. And, you know, as he said, Splash Brother for life. And, you know, that's the thing with he and Steph. They want to be warriors for life. Yeah. And if you have the greatest shooting backcourt of all time as your core, you're always going to be in it. You're not going to be as good as you were with Kevin Durant, but you're always going to be in it. So don't write the Warriors off yet. Clay is going to miss time, as we just said, until probably February or March. But, of course, you're going to sign him to the max deal. And I don't think that was ever in doubt. We talked about that last week, that that's where he was going to go. Chris Middleton, five years, $178 million, which, by the way, is the largest contract the Bucks have ever given a player. That's going to soon be eclipsed in 2021 when Giannis is up for a $254 million max. Wow. Now, the biggest contract handed out in NBA history, Griggs, four years, $196 million to Dame Lillard. Dame, yeah. Extension. He will be the first player ever to earn $50 million in a season. And the thing that's amazing about this, and I tweeted about this at SB Radio, is Dame Lillard has played his whole career right here in Portland, Oregon. He's not in New York. He's not in L.A. He's not in Chicago. He's not in a big market. When it's all said and done, he's going to have earned probably $750 million between contracts, his endorsements with Adidas and BioFreeze and Powerade. All from a small market. So when people talk about, oh, they need to be in L.A. or New York or Chicago or one of these big markets, he's showing you can make quite a bit of money, three quarters of a billion dollars when it's all said and done from a small market. And he deserves every penny of that because, as we know here in Rip City, Rip City would be nothing without Dame Lillard. He won J. Walter Kennedy Citizenship of the Year Award. Like, he does stuff in the community. I was happy to see that extension. Yeah, I think uh, Dame's such a class guy. Uh, you know, seeing him living in Portland here, he, he's so much involved in the community, and this this town just loves the guy. I mean, they are so behind him. So, class move by him saying, hey, I want to be in Portland pretty much for the rest of my career as far as we can see. So, cool, and uh, congrats to him for the big deal. Now, another big deal for the Blazers, they got Hassan Whiteside from the Miami Heat. And it was basically basically an exchange of uh, expiring contracts. So Hassan Whiteside comes to the Blazers, and then Myers Leonard and Mo Harkless, I believe, go to the Heat, and then Mo Harkless got flipped to the L.A. Clippers. But you know, for the Blazers, Whiteside is insurance uh, for when Nurkic comes back, so you can have him play center until Nurkic comes back. If you decide you want to sign him, you can. If not, you trade him at the deadline. Expiring contracts are pretty easy to move. At the deadline. Um, so it'll be interesting to see what Whiteside looks like in the pick and roll with uh, Dame and with CJ. But the thing is, Griggs, in the last week, if you look at what Utah has done, if you look at what Denver has done, they signed Jamal Murray to a five-year, $170 million extension. Um, if you look at what the Kings have done, Blazers. I mean, and, and obviously, if the Lakers sign Kawhi, that's the biggest chip of all, and they've already acquired Anthony Davis. The West is loaded. I know before we talked about the West was loaded, but it was always top-heavy because Golden State was so far out in front of everyone else. You were like, well, the Rockets are good, and Blazers are good, and Jazz are good, but no one can really compete with the Warriors. Now, it's anyone's race. There's five teams, six teams that could come out of the West, and 
I love the parody, Griggs. I think it's exciting that you go into next season both in the East with the Sixers and the Bucks and the Raptors potentially and the Celtics. And, you know, there's probably four or five teams that could win the East and probably five or six teams that could win the West. It's wide open. It's fun, and it, it makes it must-watch TV again because you've got both East and West competing now. You've got different look of different teams, If especially if Lakers get Kawhi, too. I mean, hello, L.A. is right back in it, obviously. Yeah. Even without Kawhi, they're going to be competing. So it's like, yeah, it, it's fun. It's it's going to be – it's always exciting when those first games start, and you're like, oh, Kemba in a Boston uniform. And it's kind of fun to see how the teams start to mesh and come together. So I'm excited. And the thing that's interesting is – that the Lakers, Clippers, and Raptors have gone all in on Kawhi. So they've kept their money for Kawhi, and they've lost out on a bunch of other players who have already signed. So it's a huge risk, really, for the Clippers and Raptors. The Lakers already have LeBron and AD. If you add Kawhi, it's like a, a cherry on top of the icing, a big cherry. But with the Clippers and the Raptors, what do you do if you lose out on Kawhi? I mean, you really are in a tough spot, especially the Raptors. I mean, they're probably middle of the pack in the East if Kawhi doesn't come back to them. Yeah, it's and that just tells you how valuable these big-name players right. are. I mean, yeah. the whole franchise will risk yeah. hoping they get this guy or Kawhi yeah. or whoever it is. It's crazy. And the Knicks weren't willing to do that with right. you know Kevin Durant and with others. They kind of knew they weren't going to get him at the end, so they went and signed Julius Randle and you know some other role players. And the thing that the Knicks did that was smart, and, you know— Please leave Scott Perry and Coach Fizz alone. This is not, the past is not their fault. They only can operate with what they have to work with. But the thing they did that was smart, Griggs, is all these guys that they're signing outside of Julius Randle, who I think they signed to a three year deal with a option on the fourth year. Everyone that they've signed has been a two year deal with a team option for the second year. So if things don't work out, they can easily get out of this contract. If they decide there's a free agent they want to go after next year or the year after, they can get out of these contracts. They're giving themselves maximum flexibility. And you know what? They signed some junkyard dogs to that team. And guys, they're going to play hard for Coach Fizz. And they're not the biggest names in the world. And yes, I'm sure they're disappointed they didn't get Katie and Kyrie after much hype. But... They're doing the best they can do. And Scott Perry and Coach Fizz are smart guys, and they know what they're doing. So cut them a little slack. You know, it's hard when you have an owner like Jim Dolan who kind of overshadows everything else that you're doing. And I think he's really the guy that has been the, uh, you know, the roadblock to getting some of these free agents to come there. One more signing, well, two more signings that are under the radar that I think are really big, and, and these guys could have a big part of their team. One, J.J. Redick leaves Philadelphia and goes to New Orleans. Two years, $26.5 million. J.J. Redick is a great locker room guy, super smart, and on a young team, Griggs with Zion yeah. and some of those other pieces, he is going to be a really good piece for them. He'll be the adult in the room. Yep. He can show them the way. And it's so important with a young team to have like an Al Horford sure. or a J.J. Redick in your locker room. So I saw that David Griffin is just absolutely killing it yeah. in the in the time he's been uh, head of basketball ops for the yeah, New Orleans Pelicans. Reddick can still play. I mean, oh, his, yeah. eight, what is his 18th season I think he's going into or something like that and he can still ball out there. He's yeah. a great ball a ball handler, shooter. I mean, he's great. Well, and imagine again like with Drew Holiday and Lonzo and Zion. The pick and roll with Zion yeah. is going to be absolutely ridiculous cuz yeah. now you have like JJ 
uh, Ball and Drew Holiday who can run pick and roll with Zion, it's going to be ridiculous. Yeah. And then Reddick's going to space the floor now, too, because he's going right. to bring guys out of the three-point line, which is going to open up the middle for Zion. And that's the thing with Zion. If the middle is open for Zion, whether it's pick and roll, that dude is going to have dunk fest every <laughs> night on everybody. He's going to be like a highlight poster. Yeah. <laughs> The other one, uh, and this wasn't a huge surprise, but again, another guy who underrated heart and soul of a team, Patrick Beverly. Three years, $40 million to go back to the Clippers. That guy's a junkyard dog, too. I mean, yep. you know, how many videos have we seen of like him just getting up into people's face Durant, and making, him and them, Durant. Yeah, making them uncomfortable? Like He's one of those guys, he's an irritant, yep. as they call them. And if you're on the other team, you hate him. Because he's exactly. an irritant. But if he's on your team, you're like, this dude gets <laughs> after it. Yep. And, you know, the Clippers with Montrez, Montrez Harrell and, you know, Doc Rivers is their coach. It's kind of their identity. And Beverly is that identity. And that's why a lot of people want Kawhi, who's kind of a lunch pail guy, to join that group. Because he would fit in perfectly with a guy like Patrick Beverly. Because yeah. they both get after it. Um, that's why a lot of people would be surprised if he goes to the Lakers. But... Look, you know, hey, I think the sell job with the Lakers is if you're LeBron, and this was big, LeBron gave up his number 23 mm-hmm. in the last week and is going to number six because he gave it to Anthony Davis. Old LeBron would have been like, no, Anthony, I'm 23. I'm the man on this team. You pick another number. What he's trying to show Anthony Davis and Kawhi is I'm going to be around for two or three more years. And then I'm handing the torch to you. And then it's going to be the Lakers led by Anthony Davis and Kawhi. And that's his sales job to them. By the way, the Lakers also have Magic Johnson and Kobe Bryant and others who can try and sell Kawhi on why you should take the torch and carry the the fire for this great franchise going forward. You know, I thought he's going back to Toronto, as I've said many times, because they can offer him another year. He knows their medical staff and things like that. So we'll see. I really think it's down to the Lakers and the Raptors at this point. I don't think the Clippers are in it. But we will see. I'm sure by the time we join you next week, uh, we will know where Kawhi is going. All right. A few other things. I had a chance to go to the Bloomberg Players Tech Summit in San Francisco. In the room, Andre Iguodala, who really runs the event with his partner, Rudy Klein-Thomas, who was on with us two weeks ago. If you haven't heard that interview, you should listen. Jalen Brown from the Boston Celtics. Victor Oladipo, who's recovering from serious injury from the Indiana Pacers. He was great. Andre Drummond of the Detroit Pistons. Uh, Sean Livingston from the Warriors. David West. Thad Young, who just signed with the Chicago Bulls. Al Harrington was there with his uh, cannabis company. Lots of really good athletes in the room. And the cool thing was, Griggs, you walk into this room. It's in San Francisco. There's 125 people in the room. And it's tech billionaires. There's people on stage worth $5 billion. Like, the athletes were the poor people in the room. I was the really poor pro- – I like I was the homeless person in the room. <laughs> if you want to compare uh, checkbooks and, like, bank accounts, I was the, the homeless person in the room. The athletes were the poor people in the room, even if you make, like, $100 million. And then the tech billionaires on stage who make, like, $5 billion, they were the top of the food chain in this room. So really interesting dynamic. Rarely are you in a room with NBA players where they're, like, 
the poor people in the room. <laughs> yeah, it's awesome. Yeah, it sounds like a cool event too. I mean, because you're, you're, it's so much more than just hoops or sports. It's it's about the investments and the tech world and everything else that these athletes are involved in, which is where the brains are. I mean, that's the smarts right. that these guys have. It's it's amazing. Well, and they want to be seen as CEOs and as business people. And the coolest thing about this event to me is there were no PR people, no agents. I could walk up to any of these athletes and have a conversation. And to have that kind of access. And by the way, they wanted to talk to me about business and about what they're doing. And they want to be seen as VC investors. And uh, it was really neat. And to see a guy, and you'll hear the interview, Jalen Brown from the Celtics, 22 years old. And he's already thinking about, you know, post-career and saving money. And he went to Cal Berkeley. He's a smart dude. But it used to be. You know, near the last few years of your career, you're like, well, maybe I better start thinking about post-career opportunities and what I want to do with my money and what do I want to invest in. And for him at 22 to think about that now, really big. The other guy, Vic Oladipo. So there's a company called Beyond Meat. And I know about them because my daughter, who you're going to hear from in a few minutes, 14, in the studio today, Sophia, she's vegetarian. So we have gotten into the Beyond Meat products, especially the burger. Well, they IPO'd recently. So initial public offering for those of you out there who don't know what an IPO is. So they basically become a publicly traded stock. They started at, I think, like 45 or $50, and they shot up to $160 mm-hmm. a share. So Vic Oladipo tells me that he was in on Beyond Meat, and Vic's got some money. He didn't tell me how much he was in on that, but I'm guessing yeah. probably more so than the average person, he made some money. That's so sure. when you get involved in those types of investments, some of these guys are involved in uh, like Overtime, you know, the company, the video company. When they get in at the early stages as an investor and these companies shoot up, now, you know, as we'll discuss with Andre Iguodala, his thing is, if I can go three for 10 on an investment, that's pretty good. You're batting 300, you're an all-star. You're not going to hit on every single investment, but you have to know what you're doing in order to not lose, 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 lose. Like, you at least want to go three for 10, ideally. But, you know, when you're Vic Oladipo and you can hit big on Beyond Meat, that's that's a big deal. Um, I want to thank a few people, Keith Astorbrook, Rudy Klein-Thomas, and Patience Ramsey for all their help at the event, aligning me with some of the athletes that were there and just for letting me in. Um, <laughs> Griggs, as luck would have it, a few days after we did the interview with Andre Iguodala, he was traded to the Memphis Grizzlies. And July 6th is the time where you know things can happen like buyouts and stuff. Most people expect him to take a buyout with Memphis. He probably won't play for Memphis. And he could wind up with the Lakers. The connection there is Rob Polinka used to be his agent. Rob Polinka is now the GM of the Lakers. He's another guy. I mean, we talked earlier about JJ Redick and yeah. uh Patrick Beverly. Like Andre Iguodala, a lot of people thought he was the heart and soul of the Warriors. He made big shots. He was the glue that held them together in the locker room. If you take him and you add him to the Lakers with Kawhi potentially, oh my gosh, now you're taking a really good locker room guy. And I would love to see Andre have the ability to compete for more championships before he's done versus, no offense, Memphis, but they're in a rebuild. Yeah. And you drift off into the abyss in Memphis and you don't want to do that. 
All right. The last note on this, uh, Griggs, this is the only time this has happened in the 15-year history of this show, so I guess it's uh, <laughs> it's pretty fortunate. So I go down and do these interviews in San Francisco, and you gave me the little mini recorder, and something happened to the files where they were corrupted. And I don't know if something got hit on the recorder or if it was the microphone or the cord. Who knows? But the audio quality of these interviews is not what you would expect from this podcast, which we usually have really good audio. So I apologize in advance for that. What we've done, if you get frustrated listening to the audio, is we've transcribed these interviews on our Medium page. We've posted them there. So you can go to medium.com backslash sports hyphen business hyphen radio. We will also post this on our Twitter feed at SB Radio. So you can see the links to the interviews with Andre Iguodala. Jalen Brown and Victor Oladipo. Again, apologies for the quality of the audio. You have no idea what we did forensically to even <laughs> get the transcriptions. It was like listening to the submarine ping in Hunt for Red October <laughs> to try and decipher the audio and uh, get these things transcribed. Uh, Shane Freeman, thank you to him for his help with the audio portion of this. Uh, Alan Casanelli helped with the uh, medium pages and getting the transcriptions posted. So uh, we had to do some quick thinking to get things put back together for this week's show because this is great content. And I wanted to salvage it. Uh, last thing, Griggs, women's World Cup soccer. Huge. Last Friday's U.S. Women's World Cup soccer match versus France averaged 6.12 million viewers, a 3.7 household rating on Fox, out-delivering 61 of this year's 76 NBA playoff games, a tally that includes three of the six Eastern Conference Finals telecasts on TNT. Also, Greg's the U.S. women's home jersey is now the number one soccer jersey, men's or women's, ever sold on Nike.com. Nice. It's big time for U.S. women's national team. It's fun. I mean, we've talked about World Cup. It's one of those events that we, you and I both get into, especially the women's team. And when U.S. is playing and competing so well, it's like must see TV. And that France battle was the one everybody's been waiting for. Right. You know, the home team in France playing yep. USA. And then Rapino goes in there and scores in the first five minutes. You're like, what? I mean, yeah. it was, we had it on here at the station all day long and everything. It was, it's just fun. It's must watch TV. It's an awesome team. And they just, you can see the bond and the, the fun they're having out there to compete. It's great. Well, and Rapino has been killing it. Oh yeah, I mean four goals, I think, in in the last two matches, and you know lots of controversy swirling around her, which we're not going to get into. Interesting piece in the Players Tribune by her partner Sue Bird, if you haven't seen that. But uh, you know, with a lot of noise around you, I don't care if you're LeBron James or Megan Rapino, if you can go out and perform like that, pretty amazing that you're able to block that out. Uh, as we record this, they're going to be playing England. We'll see if they get into the finals, but if they do, you know, expect these last two matches to get better numbers than the ones I just read you right now as they continue to advance. And, you know, I'm going to say it for the millionth time. The women need to be paid more money. The women need to be paid more money than the men. If we live in a results-based world, the women outperform the men in World Cup and the Olympics, and... Look at the ratings. Look at the jersey sales I just gave you. Like, they have every stat that you need in order to pay them as much as you pay the men. 
uh, they make like a fifth of the bonuses the men make for advancing in World Cup or the Olympics. That is unacceptable, as I said on Twitter. All right. It's rare that I'm able to be joined in studio by my daughter, 14-year-old Sophia Berger, just graduated from eighth grade, getting ready to go into high school. We've got a big summer coming up. We're going to Washington, D.C. We're going down to L.A., to Disneyland and Universal. Sophia, what are you looking forward to most this summer from your incredible dad? Um, I'm looking forward to seeing Carolyn Joyce. Okay, Carolyn Joyce, who is our friend, Olympic swimmer, three-time uh, medalist and uh, decorated Sophia and Carolyn Joyce have been buddies for the last few years now. Carolyn Joyce has never been to Disneyland or to Universal, so we're going to take her there, right, Sophia? Yeah, but like, how do you not go to Disneyland when you're younger? Like, I think everyone I know has at least been there once. Everyone's not as fortunate as you. Well, yeah, but still. Now, the other thing, too, uh, and and we'll have Greg share the mic here for a minute, but most people don't know this, but Sophia is also the manager for the fledgling, and I mean fledgling (laughs) group, uh, Pentatonics? No, it's Panatonics. Panatonics. So It's it's me and Kinzer, our photographer, who uh, like to beatbox. Yeah. Oh, yes. And this developed a few years ago, 2017 to be exact. In New York, Sophia was going to be the manager and book gigs for... Uh, Griggs and for Kinzer, and it just has never gotten off the ground. No, but, like, you don't understand how it started. It started because I was playing pentatonics music all the time, and they were like, ooh, we could make a band like that and be famous. So, and Griggs so- is very good at beatboxing. And I don't know. It's just, uh, we're still in the works of uh, naming rights yeah. and logos. Well, like, so, that's uh, why no gigs have, have been booked yet. Yeah. Exactly. Pentatonics yeah. doesn't really like uh, the name too close to uh, their name. Well, but like it's Pentatonics or and then it's Panatonics. <laughs> Panatonics. So who's different. to blame for the uh, the non-development since 2017 of this all coming together? The band. They never get together. Usually the manager's the problem, so we'll take the uh, manager's the blame. <laughs> Excuse me? <laughs> so Sophia is to blame on this for not what? booking no, some no, gigs no, no, no. for them. No, no, it's okay. no, you don't understand. They're never together when I'm here. So, you know. So you have nothing to work with. Exactly. I mean, they're just never here. That's probably true. If there it was going to be a different name because it's too close to... I don't know. We should roll it into the name of the SBR somehow. Yeah. Well, I don't think anyone's interested in that. I still think they should video. be like the pre-show of all your road shows. Just like have them come on. Yeah, the warm-up yeah. band. Well, I think yeah. you guys should be the warm-up band. And then we could talk to uh, our friend Peter O'Reilly who runs the Super Bowl for the NFL. Exactly. And maybe and there's a can, halftime like, opportunity for you. There you go. I mean, if you're going to go big, <laughs> just let's do Super Bowl right off the bat. That's your first gig. <laughs> that's a good. That's a good way to start. I mean, you know, Katy Perry, yeah. uh, Justin Timberlake, I mean, and then you guys. Katy Perry, yeah, Justin Timberlake. Who are they? People have compared me to Justin Timberlake, so oh, yeah, I'll yeah take that. you guys <laughs> have a lot of similarities. <laughs> Sophia, speaking yeah. of Katy Perry, what did you think about Katy Perry and Taylor Swift making up and being in, in Taylor's latest video? Uh, Hamburger know. and French fries. I mean, it kind of sounds like something a couple of my friends would do. Like, we would just, like, dress up as a hamburger and French fries and just start dancing around. All right. Yeah. And give each other hugs. Yeah. Okay. Uh, any movies that you're uh, 
interested in right now, Sophia? For the for the younger audience that may be listening to our show or the parents of teens, what are you seeing right now that you liked? Um, yesterday I saw Aladdin and a lot of people were like, ew, that's not a very good movie. But I really liked it. Okay. And I think everyone should go see that. And we saw Toy Story 4. Yeah. And we liked that. Mm-hmm. Uh, Forky. We won't, we won't give it away, but Forky is the new <laughs> character in uh, Toy Story 4. Well, I mean, he's in the commercials, so you can't really okay, give it away. Okay, all right. So Forky. You know, I, I don't know how you're going to sell that as a doll. Is it just like a Forky that you're selling? No, and- but like, you know, I really liked the other movie, The Hate You Give. That's a good movie that we just saw recently. Yeah, that was a good movie. On HBO. Yep. Uh, when we go down to Disneyland, they're opening Star Wars. They've got all the Marvel rides. What are the things that you want to do at Disneyland? I want ice cream. Yeah, of yeah. course you do. You want maybe, ice cream. Maybe cotton candy. See, this they're is for, the like, thing. The food. Dole Whip. What is that? Tiki, at the Tiki what Room. Dole Whip? It's amazing. It's pineapple what? ice cream. It's a Disney concoction that's magic. Wow. Try it. It's at really the Tiki weird. Room. It's right when you walk into Adventureland there. Okay. And then Universal, we're going to see uh, Harry Potter, right? Yeah, so we're going to the Harry Potter land because I really want to go there. And wands. Yeah, we're getting a wand. So, yeah, for like yeah. 150 No, but here's the thing. Well, One of my buddies went there, and the wands, you can, if you get that wand that you're talking about, yeah. you can actually like do spells throughout yeah. the thing and things happen. Exactly. Like, yeah, but for like, like no. 150 bucks, you right? Do it. Yeah, but you like it's part of the whole experience is you get the wand and then you can go out throughout everything and then yeah. things like actually happen if you put the wand up to it. Here's the big question, Griggs. Can I buy a wand and one of the spells would be getting my daughter to actually listen to me? Would that be... Um, excuse me, that, that's insulting. <laughs> I'm standing right here. How about that? Would that um, be something so, that might that work? That is just rude. Because that would be $150 <laughs> well spent if I can get my teen oh, daughter wow. to listen Thanks. to me with the wand. Oh, yeah, because I don't already listen. All right, when we go to Washington, D.C., Sophia, what yeah, are rude. you most looking forward to? I don't know. Smithsonian? Yeah. Sure. Okay, what do you want to see the most in the Smithsonian? Dinosaurs. Okay, dinosaurs. And I, I love the fact that like some of the, uh, you know, spaceships or, or lunar things that were on the moon, there's a lot of history there. Even the Fonz's leather jacket is there. See, I'm a Wizard of Oz fan, so Ruby Slippers are there. Oh. Oh, are they really? <gasps> we're seeing that. Yeah. yeah. And then another thing that we're going to do is we're going to do a night bike ride through the monuments. So you can go down the path and all the monuments are lit. And so if you want to see any of our adventures this summer with the adventures of Instagram, uh, Sophia Berger, Instagram at yeah. Sports Business Radio, we'll post some of the adventures. By the way, if you want to see some of the adventures from the Bloomberg Players Tech Summit, Andre Iguodala, Jalen Brown, Victor Oladipo, go to our Instagram page at Sports Business Radio. Sophia, anything else you want to say since you're uh, making a rare appearance in studio here? We've talked, Griggs, about maybe giving Sophia her own podcast. What do you think? I think it's a great idea. What would uh, what would you guys, what would you talk about? I don't know. Maybe just, like, just talk anything. about being a teen, high school, oh, yeah. just anything. You know, pop culture, Advice. music, music, Movies. yeah. Promote uh, pentatonics or panatonics or it whatever. It is not pentatonics. Get it right. That oh. is the actual band. Okay, pentatonics is my band. How do you spell it? P A N something onyx. P A N something onyx. No, it's like P A N N 
A T O N I X. All right. And then last question, Sophie. Do you think you might ever want a career in this field of uh, broadcasting that, that Griggs and I are embarked in? Or is this of no interest to you? I don't know. It's like kind of interesting, but like more of like maybe a hobby to okay. do. All right. I'm like. And what are you looking forward to with uh, high school coming up? Um, I'm looking forward to doing my law classes. Ooh, yeah. I've told Sophia she could be a good lawyer. She's a very good I'm arguer. I'm very good arguer. Yeah. Well, the difference yeah. between... I've seen it. It's like whether it's <laughs> arguing and then arguing and winning. And I'm the winner in arguments because, yeah. Yeah. I'm just, I win my argument. So again, I think I'm going to try and get that wand at Universal and cast a spell on my daughter um, so she no, actually doesn't you. argue as much that, and agrees you, wait, with me. You do know that those wands, like, you don't actually No, cast Griggs spells. just told us that you no, can cast spells. No, no, no. You can't. You can try a burger. I think that's a good effort. You can try, but like points for effort, but it's not going to work. All right. And the last thing here, we'll tie this up. Sophia, uh, you're going to try out probably for some sports in high school. What are you going to try out for? Soccer. And? Maybe. 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 Like really emphasize maybe golf. Okay. Mm-hmm. Sophia is actually a very good golfer. Uh, she's not passionate about it. I don't want to sound like uh, Tiger Woods' dad here, but you know, I'd like to see her at least try out for golf. Well, but like, and by the way, there are so many scholarships available to girls for golf because they can't find girls to play on the golf teams. But I do and watch. I do enjoy watching Sophia play goalie. She gets after it as the goalie. No fear. And uh, who knows, maybe a future U.S. Women's National Team member here in the studio with us today. Well, you know, the ball's, like, coming straight at my face. Yeah. And yeah. you you stop it. You do a good job as the goalie. So you're going to go out for goalie on the uh, high school team here in uh, in our local area. We won't give away the high school or anything like that. But uh, it'll, be, uh, it'll be fun. All right, Sophia, thank you for joining us uh, in studio on Sports Business Radio. You have a nice day. Thank you. You too. And last but not least, thanks to Mizzen in Maine, I was looking sharp in my dress shirt that stayed fresh and unwrinkled the entire day at the Bloomberg Players Tech Summit. If you want to see a picture, go to our Instagram page, at Sports Business Radio. But thanks again to Mizzen in Maine. I wear their dress shirts to all of my events now, and uh, I just absolutely love them. You're listening to Sports Business Radio. We'll be right back after this. When it comes to stadiums and arenas, every sports pro knows wireless wins. And when it comes to the best wireless technology for your venue, look no further than Boingo Wireless. Boingo is the largest operator of indoor wireless networks in the U.S., providing state-of-the-art Wi-Fi and cellular services that power amazing fan experiences. And Boingo makes keeping your stadium connected easy today and in the future. Thinking about 5G? Boingo's expert team helps you carry the ball through a complex technology landscape to deliver wireless solutions that will delight fans and deepen loyalty season after season. Here's another kicker. Boingo is simply the best connected experience for your business. With Boingo, stadiums and arenas enjoy unique operating efficiencies, revenue opportunities, and digital insights into their fan base. That's a win-win. Boingo works with major league sports venues like Soldier Field, Vivint Smart Home Arena, State Farm Arena, and University Stadiums like University of Louisville and K-State. 
Our thanks to Boingo for their continued support of Sports Business Radio. We're excited to showcase how technology is changing the business of sports. If you would like more information on Boingo Wireless, visit boingo.com or email sports at boingo.com. Now, from the Bloomberg Players Tech Summit in San Francisco, here's Brian's interviews with Jalen Brown, Andre Gudala, and Victor Oladipo. Here with Jalen Brown of the Boston Celtics. So, Jalen, what brings you to the Bloomberg Tech Summit? I know you were here last year as well, right? I'm, um, I'm either two things, the fly on the wall or the elephant in the room. Today I'm just uh, I'm fly on the wall, just trying to learn and observe as much as I can. So it's interesting to me, you're 23? 22. A lot of guys used to wait till later in their careers to get into thinking about investing and business. You're doing this at such a young age. What got you into this at such a young age? Um, I guess I started when I, when I chose to come to Cal. So to Berkeley, it's definitely not a, a basketball traditionally school. So um, I interned at a VC when I was out here, and I kind of hit the ground running with that and, and kind of have a look down. What about guys like Andre? He it seems like he's kind of the Pied Piper of you know bringing a lot of you guys together for an event like this, introducing you to uh, other companies that you might want to invest with. Is he someone that other players look up to? Is like the OG of VC investing? Uh, you said it best. That's exactly the word. That's what I call him, OG. Um, he's definitely been in this space for a long time, so you can definitely learn from him and uh, you'll respect him in this space, which is more important. Um, the respect. And a lot of guys have tried. Not a lot of guys are respected. And I think AI, Andre, is one of the guys who gets some respect in this space. So um, we're trying to follow his mode. So you're a high-profile guy. You got money. If someone comes to you and says, I want you to invest, what are the criteria that you're looking for in order to say, all right, you got my attention? Um, it depends. It depends on a lot of different things. But also their, their portfolio depends on, like, how much money they already started, if it's a big company, if they're already like in late stage or from early stage. Um, it's just depending on what they're selling, the idea, how much I believe in the idea, you know, who's, how much I believe in the person running the company. It's a lot of stuff that goes into it. But uh, ultimately, you know, you have not just you, but a team of people who are helping you to kind of make that decision. Do you find a lot of these opportunities on your own? Do people come to you or do you have your own team of people? Like I know Rudy's a guy that, that helps people. Who's on your team helping you? Because you're obviously focusing on basketball. Right, that's a good question. I'm actually putting my team together, right? So uh, I've been learning a lot. You know, I've been in this space for a few years, and I'm still um, got a long way to learn, a long way to go. But I've learned a lot over the last few years, probably more than most from my age. But I want to continue to learn. And I didn't want to just throw money at stuff. I wanted to understand the space a little bit more. So uh, I've held off on investing, and I'm, I missed out on some good opportunities. So. Uh, um, it's a part of it's a part of it. Like I'm picking myself because uh, some companies have came to me and I could have invested early before they what they are now, right? So um, it's about putting the, the right people in place and, and having a better understanding for it. In the locker room, it used to be guys were talking about their cars and, and things like that. Are you guys talking investing in the locker room now? Um, not in my locker room, not yet. You know, what I mean, but it is becoming more of a a, a cool sort of subject. Uh, I hear a lot about how the Warriors they're talking about, you know, what they invest in, but they're a little bit farther along. I played on one of the youngest teams in the league. They don't want to hear about that. Not yet, but I'm going to stay in the air and, and hopefully it starts to change. Do you ever see a scenario, like I know from talking to Andre, like sometimes he does some business with some of his teammates. That might be kind of fun to go in on an investment with some of your teammates, or is that too close to home? 
No, I wouldn't. I wouldn't put it past it. I think it's endless. All the possibilities are endless. Um, based on the base, based on like uh, how you feel and your relationship with people, because like post internet age, just it's a million different ways to skin a cat. Just choose one. Obviously, we're here for tech today, but what are some of the other sectors that you see that are hot sectors for investing? Um, I think hardware. I think that's under the portfolio of tech, but of course, like CBD products. Um, it's a lot. That's like, what do you mean hot? Is it popular or is it like really killing the game? Here today, Al Harrington was talking about CBD. Um, I just talked to David Stern last month in New York, and he said the three sectors, esports, sports gambling, and cannabis. Esports is like something that I've been trying. I've been doing like Twitch streaming and just trying to understand that space because like my mom used to always say like, what are you doing? Get off that video game. Because like, it, it was looked at as like a negative thing. Now, to my parents at least, now like people are making millions of dollars playing video games all day. Who would have thought? That's, that's the, the post-internet age that I talk about is that like now there's so many different ways to be successful. You can't rule out anything, you know. And your teammate, Gordon Hayward, I mean, he's like one of the biggest gamers out there. Do you guys ever talk esports and gaming? No, me and, and me and G have never really talked about that, but I'm just now getting into that space. So the more and more I get into it, I mean, the more and more the conversation builds. Gaming is definitely something I want to immerse myself into because, like, I grew up, I love video games. You know, I'm like a big kid. I love anime. I love cartoons. I love stuff like that. It keeps you young. So um, I'm definitely going to be in that space heavily. What are some other things that you enjoy? Like I know, uh, you know, talking to Kevin Durant, like he was a big fan of Postmates. So he just like, he and Rich Kleiman cold called them and were like, hey, we want to invest because we're a fan of your product. Is there any company out there that you say, I like that product and I might want to invest in them or no? Um, that comes to mind. No, I'm going to keep that to myself. <laughs> but uh, there is some companies here for sure that's in the works. There's one that I like that I've seen in Paris. I'm going to give it to myself, but there's it some stuff that's coming for sure. What about content? Content's really big right now. Um, you know, obviously there's the mainstream media outlets, but the Players' Tribune, uninterrupted, guys are doing their own content channels. What do you think about where content is going? Content is king. I think that's the phrase that everybody uses. I have my own content, like traditional television and and stuff like that is phasing out. Everybody is more on their phones and laptops and stuff. So um, creating your own content platforms is very easy, very simple. Just get a videographer and tell them to turn the camera on, and uh, you can talk, and you can show your fan base what you're doing. Uh, create your own channel, pretty much. Create your own TV network. You know, in the base, in the in the comfort of your own home. So the easiness of that and the the leverage that you create with that is it's a no-brainer. Last question I got to ask you about the Celtics. So what do you do during the off season? You know, I know guys always kind of go into the lab to, to work on their game. What's your off season regimen? I'm locking myself in the gym and I'm not coming out to the season stuff. Do you do that here or do you go to Boston? In Boston until they kick me out. <laughs> All right. Thank you, Jalen Brown. You're listening to Sports Business Radio. We'll be right back after this. One word you wouldn't typically associate with a dress shirt is comfort. However, the folks over at Mizzen in Maine are changing this. Their shirts are incredibly comfortable. Mizzen in Maine makes dress shirts for men that fixes everything that's ever been wrong with shirts for so long. Their shirts breathe, stretch, and wick away moisture. It's like athletic wear disguised as a dress shirt, making them great for travel. 
They've taken the hassle out of looking great through wrinkle resistance and the ability to wash your shirts at home. No more last-minute ironing. No more after-work trips to the dry cleaner. It's a shirt that's worked for thousands of customers, including hundreds of professional athletes like J.J. Watt and Phil Mickelson. Head over to MizzenInMaine.com and use promo code SBR to get $10 off your dress shirt. That's MizzenInMaine.com, code SBR. I can tell you one thing. I'll be wearing Mizzen in Maine dress shirts at all future sports business radio road shows and sports PR summit events. I can't wait. Now, back to sports business radio with Brian Berger. Here with Andre Iguodala at the Bloomberg Players Tech Summit in San Francisco. Andre, uh, I've talked to several of the athletes here and they're calling you the OG of investing. What do you think about all these other athletes looking up to you as an investor. Well, I'm just trying to um, take something from what occurred with me coming into the league as a rookie. I had really good bets that I can look up to. And a lot of guys aren't fortunate to say that. That really can shape who you become. And you know, a lot of your actions on the court. It's always like the better. You, know, you got to take care of guys that come after you. You want to leave the game in a better place? That's one of the court. This is the third year of the event. I see a lot of new faces from last year. That's got to make you feel good that more and more guys are showing up for this. Yeah, it's, uh, the bad part is uh, turning guys down, but you also have to look at the positive bad about it. A lot of guys don't want to be a part of it. What's the criteria for you to invest in something? I'm sure you and Rudy have things brought to you all the time as far as invest in this, invest in that. What gets you excited to say, that's it? Well, you want to understand the product first and foremost and seeing where that company could potentially be in 10, 15 years. So that's where uh, you know how a lot of these successful companies, how they actually started. You told me last year that you look at the founder, too, and the energy of the founder, and you say that you don't want to come in and change what they're doing, but you want to know that you're there to support them. You look at somebody like Tim Brown from Albert, and it's just one thing that resonated with me the entire time was how comfortable you whoa. You don't see too many people selling millions of anything at all, but it's still within two years, especially in that market, where you tell them how to build about this company, you know, the most really humble about the past, the company, the leadership, the financial games. I want to change topics. You have a new book out. I know you've been doing a lot of press about your book. I've read it. I love it. There's a few uh, things that stuck out to me. Number one, the story about when you got paddled. Your mom had to come to school. You you were at school and you got paddled. What was that like? You know, what's funny is that um, I've gone through the edited, take it in, put it back in, take it out. Like, it's just been a whirlwind. So I forget. I haven't read the final copy. It's just funny because I read, like, six verses. Um, but I forgot about that. Uh, <laughs> that brings back all the memories in the world. I never got in trouble after that. That was good. The other thing that I liked is the chapter called Find Your Flow. Uh not a lot of guys with your pedigree would have accepted to go to the bench. Maybe you can explain the whole find the flow when you come into the game. Well, within basketball, there's different levels. Find a flow, you know, things that have longevity. Look at the board, the playing offense, and look at the Lakers as well, but I had to alter a little bit. Put in offense that made everyone in the court a threat when the flow is bad. You had some really tough injuries in the finals. You're one of the leaders of this team. What's your message in the locker room to keep everyone's spirits up? And, you know, look, this is going to be adversity going forward. 
always ask guys, is it hard? Is it hard? Is it hard? We figured it out. Oh, man, it's still hard. You know, there's no real joy in Last question. Last year when you were on, I know you watched Silicon Valley. They're entering their sixth and final season. I don't know if you do that. Are you going to get the cameo? I was wondering when coming back, but that's good to hear. Hopefully, hopefully I can get the cameo. I'm excited about the season I was going to end. Um, they lost our guy. Uh, but the show kept rolling. The show kept rolling pretty good. Uh, hopefully they finally made it. Yeah, they're doing a condensed season. So they're like only doing six episodes, I think. You're listening to Sports Business Radio. We'll be right back after this. I can't tell you how many times over the years on Sports Business Radio that a PR person is asked to listen in on my interviews with their CEO, GM, coach, or athlete. They also want to call us in our studio so that we don't have the phone number of the high-profile person who is calling us for our interview. Blinder has developed a technology that solves these issues that have existed for years. Use Blinder's unique technology to connect your athlete, coach, or executive's personal phone for any interview without sharing their private information. Remotely control the phone interviews, set start and finish times, monitor online or with the Blinder mobile app, and listen to a recording of the call at any time for complete peace of mind. With Blinder, you're finally in control. The system works globally from any phone line. Scheduling a call takes seconds. Customizable push notifications ensure a connection, and no one needs to download anything to make or receive a call. PR people everywhere should be using this helpful technology. Blinder is now the technology we use for the official guest line for Sports Business Radio. Learn how to start your free trial by visiting blinderhq.com backslash sbradio. Now we're talking. Now, back to Sports Business Radio with Brian Berger. Here with Victor Oladipo of the Indiana Pacers. We're at the Players Tech Summit in San Francisco. Victor, what brings you to the Players Tech Summit? I know there's a lot of other players here. Are you an investor? Um, yes, I've invested in a few companies. We have been doing this for a while now. It's been managed for a long time since I walked in here. It's been a lot Beyond Meat IPO'd and did pretty darn well. You've got to be pretty happy. Yeah, for sure. I got lucky, definitely, with that one. What do you look for when you're investing? Is there a criteria? Some people say the founder is the, the key thing for them. What's your criteria? Always told me. The man or the woman in the do you in the locker room or even at an event like this do you talk investing like i know a lot of guys talk hoops and things like that do you talk investing yeah um i had just recently started talking investing with a couple I want to ask you about your, your rehab from your injury in a minute, but when something like that happens, does it make you evaluate how important investing and, and you know protecting your money is? Because there's no guarantee. I'm sure you're going to come back fine, but there's, I would think something like that might make you stop and take pause. Well, definitely, but I think that it definitely started when I got traded the second time. When we wanted to admit it, it starts having a question and goals and the accidents that come along with it. We start realizing that if we're thinking of basketball and be able to make sure that we're able to the future. 
as far as the off season going on right now, we were kind of talking before. This is like the busy time NBA free agency. I feel like there's as much chatter about the NBA now as there is during the season when games are happening. How closely do you follow all the movement? I follow it very closely. Um, just watching and seeing what the teams do. You're a real leader for the Pacers. I know, you know, on other teams you've been on, not that you haven't been a leader, but there have been other people there. It seems like you're more prominent as a leader with the Pacers. How have you made that transition? Are you more of a vocal leader, a leader by example, or both? Honestly, you just have to be aware of the people who are talking to. There's a time and place for everything. I guess you would say both, but there's a time and place where you should be back in the time and place where you need to say something. Well, Victor, best of luck with your rehab. I look forward to seeing you back on the court next season. And uh, nice meeting you. Guests appearing on Sports Business Radio will receive a dress shirt from Mizzen and Maine. It's like athletic wear disguised as a dress shirt, making them great for travel. No more dry cleaning and no wrinkles. It's a shirt that has worked for thousands of customers, including hundreds of professional athletes like J.J. Watt and Phil Mickelson. It's the most comfortable dress shirt I've ever worn. Head on over to MizzenMain.com and use promo code SBR to get $10 off your dress shirt. That's MizzenAndMain.com, code SBR. Well, that's it for this edition of Sports Business Radio. Thanks for tuning in. Thanks to our show staff, Brian Griggs and Josh Blank. Thanks to our friends at Boingo Wireless for powering our Sports Business Radio Roadshow. Follow them online at Boingo.com or on Twitter at Boingo. I want to welcome ZipRecruiter to our family of sponsors. Again, really happy to have them on board. My listeners can try ZipRecruiter for free at this exclusive web address, ZipRecruiter.com slash SBR. That's ZipRecruiter.com slash SBR. Happy to have them on board. And we want to remind you all the great places you can get the Sports Business Radio podcast. We're on iTunes. We're on Spotify, Stitcher. Tune in wherever you get your podcast. You can find Sports Business Radio. So download us for on-demand listening. Subscribe, rate, and review us as well. We always appreciate the reviews. Follow me on Twitter in between shows at SB Radio. Follow us on Instagram at Sports Business Radio. For Brian Griggs, I'm Brian Berger. Have a great week, and we'll talk to you soon right here on Sports Business Radio.